0: Hello and welcome back to the Lucy Porter Podcast. We are now on episode 8 and today I am joined by Grandma Jackie. Say hello Grandma. Hello Lucy (laughs) and everybody else listening. That's nice. How is your mind, body and soul?
1: How are you feeling? Um, I'm feeling absolutely fine in myself. I just feel apprehensive I think at this time in our lives what the hell is going on with this virus but we are british we will get through it and i am bloody sure a virus is not going to finish me off i won't let it i've got things to do so i'm fine
0: right well now you have to um ask me how my mind body and soul
1: are How's your mind, body and soul, Lucy?
0: Well, Grandma, I feel like a bird whose wings have been clipped. I'm used to throwing myself around the space five days a week, being out nine till eight, and now I'm just in the house, but I'm um, being creative in my bedroom and cracking on with my work and just making the best Of a bad situation. What I've
1: always said to you, Lucy, is whatever you're confronted with, your strength of character is how you deal with it. Yes, yes. It's don't give in to it. You create something from it. Learn something from it. That's what it's all about.
0: That's it, everyone. Grandma Jackie has spoken. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So today, we're going to talk about being... 20 in 2020 and being 20 in 1967. That's a long time ago. So in 1967, Grandma, there's a few... I've Googled a few news headlines to see if you can remember them. There was, um, apparently, there was a six-day war in Israel. Do you remember
1: this? I remember it very vaguely, if I'm honest. Um, I have to say Egypt, Jordan, Syria... Israel weren't on our news every day like they are now. Um, I possibly didn't listen so much to the radio or watch the TV news.
0: Did you have a television at this point? We had
1: a television. We hadn't had one very long. Um, we did have a colour TV by then. Oh, that's good. Um, but we weren't inundated with the news like we are today. Yes, we probably was the six o'clock news once a day, you know. And um, today,
0: you can't escape it. It's on the telly. It's on our phones. It's everywhere. Yes, that's
1: not a wholly bad thing, though. Well,
0: it's not, but I just it just gets me a bit depressed. I don't want to hear it five times a day. Once is enough for me.
1: Well, I think the world in them days, if I'm honest, was just a bit smaller. You know, we it, it all seemed far away. But, yeah, when I travelled to Egypt, it didn't seem far away. No, no. It's... But when I were 20, it was like the other end of the world.
0: Aerial 3 was launched. The first UK-built satellite was launched into space. Do you remember that?
1: I honestly and truthfully don't. That's fine. That's we'd had, fine. We'd had the Russian launches and all the knowledge that were coming with what the Americans were planning to do. But the, the satellite... You're speaking of, it's not like the satellites you have these days for your mobile no. phones, everything it runs by satellite. We didn't... It didn't have that kind of role at the time. No, well,
0: three years... 1969, wasn't it? The first man apparently on the moon.
1: Well, I believe it was. I do not
0: believe it was, Grandma.
1: Well, I believe it was. <laughs> I believe that they did do it
0: we've had many a debate about this listeners we we've uh, spoke about that many times that's for another podcast um the first heart transplant happened in South Africa in
1: 1967 as I was very interested in medicines and nursings at that time even though I didn't go to be a nurse so much later I remember Christian Bernard and his heart transplant I'm sure that's his name it was world-shattering. Yeah. Nobody could take in the concepts of what you did. It's amazing. I can't
0: believe it. I, it it's, it's hard to wrap your head around. And now we're doing it
1: all the time. We're doing it all the time. But then it was such a groundbreaking thing. And for the person to survive. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Unbelievable.
0: Did you listen to pirate radio when you were 20, oh, Grandma? Oh, well,
1: well, well. I listened with my brother, under our bedclothes, and we're supposed to be asleep, <laughs> to what they called um, Radio Luxembourg. Now, Radio Luxembourg was the forerunner of Radio Caroline, And I think what you've got to understand is the whole concept of music at that time. We were hungry for music of our own that we could identify with. My brother's age group who was only like five years older than me he'd been a rock and roller he'd had his hair quiffed and his <laughs> you know his um shoes with big crepe soles. he had his music and my generation my time we wanted something that was ours mm. and bbc radio one just didn't cut it <laughs> no so he so had radio luxembourg but believe me you had to try and fiddle the dial on the radio to get it and it used to come and go, drive you mad. Now when Radio Caroline came, they had better reception so we could hear it better, tune in better.
0: Well, these days, in two thousand and twenty, you just go on your phone and any music you want is is readily available, really.
1: Lucy, we didn't have a phone in our house till I was 15. That's crazy. I don't know how it you was, managed. It was in the hall, really used for emergencies only. We could only go on it like two and a half seconds. It was expensive. <laughs> and it was, I have to tell you, it, it, our hall in our family home was freezing and I believe my dad put it there on purpose probably because when it, when it was winter it was right next to the front door and you couldn't Stay talk you on the phone time. It, was, it was so cold no. you can't conceive the difference we yeah. were still using the red phone box down the street I feel
0: like that's so much more romantic than now though like it's so much you had to go to so much more effort to message someone or to get hold of someone these days two seconds and you've sent a message and that's it, it doesn't mean much
1: i think the difference i would say one of the biggest difference is this self-gratification instant gratification mm. that young people have today like you say, we had to wait for things. We, <laughs> wasn't, you know. You might ring up somebody. And you might arrange to meet somebody. You'd have to go meet them. Blah blah blah. Nothing came instantly. Everything comes instantly now. On.
0: Very yeah. Very and much that, so. That
1: is a hell of a difference. But
0: grandma, you've got an iPhone, and do you do you like your iPhone?
1: I love it. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it confuses me.
0: Yes, and it I, does. I
1: send messages to wrong places and things but what it gives to me is I can sit any time of the day in the garden in my little summer house whenever and I can turn it on I can text people I can see what's going on all over the world instantly this instant thing and the other thing is I have this huge huge urge and always have had to travel and it's there on my phone if I want to look at something I can look at Egypt I can look at Africa I can look at things where I wish i had been or I'd have been yeah instantly so I think the value of mobile phones is amazing the downside of that is when I was a social worker I used to have the biggest phone, the size of a big book, like a Bible. (laughs) And, of course, we were on call. And you had to lug this blasted thing with you everywhere you went. And it was was an ultimate nightmare because, you know, councils never have a lot of money. So they didn't upgrade to smaller phones for quite a long time. So you lifting this massive brick around. You can't... Yes. If you ever get a chance, go look at phones historically and you'll be shocked at the size of them. I can imagine, yeah, yeah. They were. We're
0: quite lucky that we have so much information readily available at the touch
1: of a button. (coughs) You have. Yeah. I mean, if we wanted something, we had to go to the library, ask our parents if they had the knowledge, grandparents. We didn't have this... OK, the TV was coming along with lots of education programmes. We didn't have it at your fingertips like you've got.
0: But then there's the danger of, if you're at a certain age, you can find out things that you shouldn't really be finding out at that age. And there's a bit of a, of a, a darker side <clears throat> to the internet and whatnot.
1: Well, then I, th- I think what you're referring to, I think parents do have to take responsibility yeah. for what young people seeing on their phone. I think you have that responsibility. Mm -hmm. I think you have to police the phone. I think it's the same with all social media. Parents have a responsibility Absolutely. to see what the kids are up to.
0: Absolutely. It's difficult, but, you know, there's 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 good and there's bad and we have to deal with those things.
1: The other, the other thing, I suppose, is making sure that your children know what the pitfalls are, what the dangers are, what terrible people there are out there... What things could happen to them, being bullied? All those things are something you should be talking about with your yeah. children.
0: So, we have Instagram. Do you know what Instagram is? Yes, yeah. I
1: know what it is. It's
0: yeah. just photographs. So, we have a lot that we are comparing ourselves to these days. A lot of images that we, we can see and think, oh, she looks great. Why don't I look like that? Obviously, a lot of things are airbrushed, whatnot. And there's a lot of people who are posting more in air quotes, real images that have not been airbrushed, which is nice to see. Did you have anything like that when you were younger that you would look at and think, Oh God, I need to I need to
1: do well, this or it would it would be magazines, wouldn't it? In magazines and newspapers. But there was still the kind of pressures. You know, I, when I was 14, the fashion we had was these sticky-out skirts and dresses with layers and layers of neck. You looked like a ginormous elephant. <laughs> and if you were big to start with, like I was, this thing oh. sucked down. And you used to have these stiletto heels, which my mother didn't know about. I used to hide them. I saved up my pocket money and I hid the shoes. Grandma, that's so naughty. I know, I was naughty. naughty. And when you sat down your skirt, you sat on the bus. Your skirt used to go up and it used to show six layers of net. Wow. You couldn't control it. it Amazing. Was... <laughs> and then, of course, she moved on to the Mary Quant days and the minis.
0: Wow. Hot
1: pants. All of these things, you know, you really had to have a pretty good figure. And if you didn't have a big, fi- a good figure, you look quite big in hot pants and minis. Yeah, it's quite... I, I feel I have you have say, there, don't it, it, it didn't stop us. I don't think we have the kind of pressure mm. that you've got now because he, it's not on social media, it's not out there. But, you know, we, Top of the Pops used to be the thing to watch. I love Top of the Pops, used to fight... My sister and brother, because it was on the same time as bloody Doctor Who. Oh no! And I had to have Top of the Pops on. <laughs> and um,
0: only one television in oh, the house. And one
1: TV in How the house. How many have we
0: got? I know, I one, know, two, okay. three,
1: five tellies? Can you imagine one television? No, I can't actually. A, nightmare happened, that is. We, we'd end up arguing, and my dad said, "That's it," and turned it off. Oh. And then we'd be arguing with each other, blaming each other. <laughs> one TV time. One, one radio, that's all we had. I had my own record player, though. I have a record
0: player as well, yes. don't I, Grandma?
1: Well, when I, when I was 14, I drove my mother and father crazy for a small dance record player. Mm. And that was just my salvation. I had my own record player. That's so nice. I used to get money for birthdays and Christmas and doing jobs. And then I used to go buy... Records and oh And do you know what's
0: funny, listeners, I have a record player that also doubles up as a Bluetooth speaker and grandma's sister Moira gave me a load of her old records that she'd kept. So I've got Abba, I've got Carol King, I've got all the Beatles ones. Everything sounds a bit richer through a record I think.
1: When you think about entertainment. On a Saturday afternoon my friends and I used to go to a music shop in Leeds Called Kitchens, famous music shop. Sounds naughty. And they used to have music booths, like a glass booth. Wow. And you could ask the person in the shop, used to pretend, I want to buy a Beatles (laughs) record. Um, Can we listen to that, please? And they put it on for you. And you
0: never bought it, did you? No.
1: We'd spend all afternoon listening to all our music in this glass booth and driving around, as did about 50 other young people. (laughs) And, um, you know, it was was exciting. We were doing... What it was was we were doing something different to our parents. And that theme continues generation Mm. to generation. You all want to do something different. And you
0: never want to listen to your parents. You never want to listen to them, do you? Well...
1: Well, I don't. No, you didn't. I mean i I suppose because I left. I left school at fifteen. I didn't go to college. Um,
0: yeah. What? So what were you doing when you were twenty? Because I. I'm at university. I'm living my best life. I'm traveling about. I'm making friends. You know, I've got quite a wide knowledge of things. What were you doing when you were twenty? When I was
1: twenty, um, I was working at Kodak, which is the people that made films. Yeah, and then, yeah. They're uh,
0: still making cameras in their now.
1: offices. Um, as a clerk, I used to be quite good at maths. I used to pricing invoices. You didn't pass that down to me, Grandma. No, I know, but I did. I was very good at maths. Wow! So I'm very good at my job. I earn a good wage for a single girl, and I had a group of four friends, and we used to go do everything together. Um, so I was I was lucky like that, and just this month, March. I met my to-be husband. When you were 20? When I were 20, yes. Oh, my days. I know. And I met him. We used to go on a bus <laughs> out to a place on the Tadcaster Road called The Wild Man. Wow. And it was pitch black. Oh, that's nice. And it. It, was, it was live bands. And we used to get the very last bus back. And one of the times we went there, we met... His group of friends and my group of friends. And actually, three of us married. That's so exhilarating. I know, but we did. But the music used to be, um, you know, like the Stones' Little Red Rooster and all that. It used to be, (laughs) the place used to be bouncing. Amazing. It was pitch black. Fantastic. We loved it. Every Saturday night. I would love that. I'd like that. It was the height of our whole week. Wow. Was to go to the Wild Man. Amazing. He's still there, that pub. In Tadcaster? Yeah, it's, it's an Indian restaurant now. I mean,
0: <laughs> <laughs> we should go back and have a nice yeah, meal.
1: Yeah. So that was really the highlight. And the other thing was, just just before I really got serious um, with... With my, my dad's dad. With your dad's dad. We saved up and we went on holiday to Mallorca. And wow, that was just so exciting. How did you, how did you get there? We went... By plane from Manchester, which was called Ringways Airport. Oh, then. wow. Fun. And it, a prop jet, you know those with the propellers that go around, a little man in a white thing goes, one, two, three, four, and these jets go... Oh, my God. Uh, was Hello? it a big one? Was it big? Small. No, I think it probably had about 100 people on it. OK. And when we landed at Palmer Airport, Palmer Airport then was just literally a shed with a thatched roof <laughs> on it. It was, it was nothing Lovely. like it went on to be... <laughs> and i can remember having a fantastic two weeks there getting terribly sunburned oh did you oh. have sun cream
0: did you have readily available sun cream back then
1: we had ambrosola and it fried me absolutely really? fried me yeah what it was was we we didn't have the knowledge no about dough sitting in the sun all day
0: because obviously <laughs> now scientific uh, revelations yeah. have, have come forwards and yeah. we know a lot more now than obviously you did then.
1: We thought if you put the cream on, you could sit out all day and we weren't fully understanding a Mayorkan sun. It was red hot. I can imagine. You know, And we're out. quite
0: pale. We're yeah. quite a pale family.
1: But it was so exciting, you know, like going to the barbecue there, the Spanish dancers, the music, you know. Auckland, the guitar player, wow. oh, you know, just, just amazing.
0: When were you married? The following May. Really? Yeah. You were married at 20 20, 20. 20?
1: just before 21, yeah. I can't
0: imagine being married now. I don't think I would I, I don't really want to get married actually. I, I don't think the pressure to get married so young is 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 no, there I don't think anymore. There
1: is. I think what happened In was Western, Western culture that, um he lived out near Wakefield, i was in Leeds. I wasn't happy at home, I have to be honest. My mother had died, my father remarried and I didn't get on with them. And so really I think it was a way to get away. That's sad though. That. That's yeah. quite sad. I've tried other things. I wanted to go in the wrens and my dad wouldn't sign. What's a wren? It was the women's Royal Navy Nurses Corps I wanted to go in. And my dad wouldn't sign and you had to be twenty one then your parents had to sign. My God. So I think it was kind of like, well, I want to escape this.
0: Nothing else to do other than get yeah, married. I'll get, I'll
1: get married. Plus the fact there was very much a different attitude about marriage for young women as well. My dad wasn't a strong believer in education, not until later, strangely enough. And it was a case of like, well, you be married by the time you're 18. That was how it was. That's mad. Was. Uh, that's so backwards. I know, uh, I know. And what was happening? I don't think parents had really caught on. The pill had arrived well and truly. Wow. Which gave girls freedom for the first time you didn't have to get married to have sex you know good catholic girls you could go (laughs) and have sex you were a good catholic girl weren't you grandma well i was brought up with this thing if my parents didn't see what we're doing god did oh my god So, (laughs) i couldn't win could i no because if they didn't see god God did
0: and you were going to burn in hell grandma
1: such a strong catholic upbringing you know i (laughs) think I suppose there is some religions that are still like that but what happens is well with me first chance I got I didn't go anymore Mm. but you know it's still there yes all these years later you still have the same moral compass of what you have
0: well I suppose that's a good thing kindness to others is is good
1: I don't have the fear of God anymore. That's that's good.
0: good. I mean, yeah, (laughs) you don't have to um, beat yourself for doing something bad. When when did you have children? When did you have children? Twenty two. Twenty two. Yeah. Okay, that's too young. That's that's for me. That's a bit young. Mm. I can't imagine myself birthing a child in two years' time. I've got too many things to be doing.
1: I think, as I say, the way things worked out. I kind of did my life the opposite way around. Yeah, because you went to university. I went to university at 40. When you were 40. Yeah, I did, I, did, I had my child and then came to my career mm. later. I, I did, did my nursing training when Michael was 11. But then I decided I wanted to be a social worker, a crazy woman, me. Yes, very crazy. So, so I then, I went to work with children and families and... I was very fortunate. I got paid to go to university. We're doing it all wrong, listeners. Know, we, you know. We're paying so much money and Grandma got paid to go. What's I that about? paid to go. So I didn't have any big, whacking big bills to pay. Oh, or good anything. for you, Grandma.
0: The government's robbing
1: us. My travel was paid. Any accommodation I needed was paid. My wages were paid. Oh, my days. I was so fortunate. Yeah. That I was able to do that. And so I had a complete, Turn about mm. I did it the opposite way around you young women now will have your careers and then your families absolutely. and continue with your career absolutely i had I had my family and I'd, I still had part time jobs doing all sorts of things but my main drive was I wanted to nurse. Did that, and then I thought it's not enough. I want to do something else. And ambitious. We like an ambitious person, yes, exactly. Grandma. exactly. But my ambitions were thwarted when I was 20.
0: Whereas I think now my ambitions have not been thwarted. I can't say that word. Thwarted. 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 They've been nurtured, and I've been pushed in the right direction. I'd say
1: it's not pushed. It's well, in, I think strongly it is, it's advised. Trying to give you the experience of what I have learned. Strange thing was, many years later, when I've had conversations with my dad, God love him, he's died since, he admits he were wrong. He kept thinking, and Moira, my sister, was the same. He didn't recognise the potential we had. Moira was the same. She was that was as well. That
0: was, the, that was the times. That wasn't him. It that was, was the yeah. society in which you were living.
1: Now, if my mother hadn't have died, we would definitely have gone to college and university because really? my mother was a very strong mm. believer in women's education. My dad wasn't until years after when he actually was able to say, I got that wrong, you know... It, fly by the seat of your pants being a parent and he admitted he got it wrong he said I should have encouraged you and your sister to go to uni and he said nobody more proud than him when I got my degree because I was the first in our family to do it and he realised all those years later, he got it wrong. So what was, what we have to do as parents and grandparents, you know, we have to be able to admit if we get it wrong. Yeah, yeah. We do. Absolutely. We have to say, if university's not for you, then don't do it. You know, do what's right for
0: yourself. I've been very lucky because you and father have been very supportive and very... Um, very good at giving me advice even if i don't want to listen you're always right and that does my head in grandma but i uh, thank you for being so supportive and willing to to um i think to believe in me
1: i think we found it very hard dad you dad and i when you went to italy last year i have to admit you know going off like that so tragic now it wouldn't have happened
0: i've been i'm so lucky to have gone and taught english last year in italy And as stressful as it was, I am so grateful I've had that experience and I've met those wonderful families and met wonderful friends and people. And if it was this year, it wouldn't have happened. So I'm so glad I did it last
1: year. It's a learning curve for your confidence of yourself as well. Absolutely. That you now know you can go on six planes, either and (laughs) be and a train and a bus and you'll get there. Of course, yeah. And what I used to say, and I say it to you, cannot give young people wings and then try to clip them Mm. because that's wrong the case of we want you you know we want you to do what we want you to do if you try to do what you want we don't want it no
0: exactly i know
1: (laughs) we can't do that that's not fair no but i mean i found it difficult you go in i know it was italy wasn't it's not far it wasn't Thailand. No. But it's still the concept of getting for me to be a lone traveller.
0: Being a female, travelling alone as well is also a worry mm. and it's sad to say it, but it is.
1: It is because you you know, you you are vulnerable even well, though you don't I'm think a strong you are.
0: independent twenty year old grandma. You are, but you're vulnerable.
1: <sighs> Nobody can put on the armour and fight everything. No. It's I suppose it's about learning which is what you did to weigh up risk, to look at where is appropriate to go, what areas you don't go in and things like that, you know... Um, it's sad it shouldn't have to
0: be like that, but it is like that, you it know. It is like that.
1: It's, um, I mean, it's seeing with this saying this terrible virus, it's a terrible crisis we've got now. There's evil bees out there trying to defraud old people with the shopping money. Well, you know, I just chop off their hands. How can anybody take... A vulnerable old person who cannot get to the shop, who's in fear of the life with this virus, and some yob takes the shopping money. I'm sorry. Yeah. There's, no. there's, a, there's something that should be
0: dealt with. I thought 2020 was going to be the best year
1: of our lives. How wrong I have been. Well, I did too, because I thought it was going to be my last trip to see friends in Greece. I... I not keen on flying anymore. I love trains. I'm gonna train anywhere. <laughs> flying I don't like. And I wanted to go say some goodbyes. Oh God, grandma. No, I wanted That's so sad. I wanted to go see them and you know, um I don't think it's gonna happen now. I don't think this'll sort by June.
0: Next year. Next year, twenty twenty one year of our lives. Well, am I right or am I right? Well let's see. Positive. Let's see. On that note, we shall move on to the dilemmas <laughs> section of the podcast. I've been talking too much. No, no, this is good. Everyone loves you, Grandma. So it's nice to hear. Oh, you. if only. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. So the first dilemma is what to spend your last ten pounds on. What would you spend your last ten pound on, Grandma?
1: Oh, I'd have to say chocolate. <laughs> And a massive, massive bag of ready salted crisps. Chris,
0: your favourite, your favourite, yeah. And chocolate. I don't know what I'd spend £10 on. I don't know. Probably food, probably food, same as you, probably.
1: I wouldn't go for the healthy eating option.
0: Nah, if it's nah. your last £10,
1: No. Nah. Fruit and nut, chocolate Yeah. And salt. And... You've got a
0: bit of fruit and nut in Ooh, there, so it's not too choice. bad.
1: Yeah.
0: It's not so bad. What's your best bit of relationship wisdom grandma Jackie? Hang on a minute do you want my advice?
1: I would say say that to listen is the most important. Listen to what? Listen to the other person. What if they're wrong? Well, <laughs> but but you've got to give them a fair hearing. Which is where I've, I've then been tell going. Them wrong. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you listen and then you tell them they're wrong, okay? Yeah,
1: yeah. But I think if if you have not got trust in a relationship, then you haven't got a relationship. Hang on a minute, Grandma's
0: been divorced twice. Would no point asking her? You've been divorced twice, Grandma. You've been divorced twice. I know.
1: Learn from me. <laughs> Learn from me. Oh, uh, what
0: is the secret to happiness? Oh God. Oh, I'd say you do you. You do what's best for you. No one else don't think about other people too much. think about yourself you've got to be a bit selfish sometimes for your own happiness.
1: and I'd say the opposite of that strangely. What makes me happy is other people being happy oh god yeah. this is
0: where this is this is where the age comes in grandma you're seventy three next, yeah. three I knew that, and i'm twenty, and I think that's where that we show our age difference definitely no, not
1: necessarily no, I think if, so. If, if I if I did something or do something that makes you happy, then it makes me happy.
0: Well yeah, yeah. Yeah. If I do something for you, it makes you happy. That makes me happy as well. If
1: if I cook a dinner and everybody's happy, then I'm happy.
0: Yes. If I cook the dinner and you like it, then I'm happy. But what I'm saying is, also on top of that, as well as, you have to do things for yourself.
1: But the thing for yourself is because if it's making other people happy, it makes you happy.
0: We're going round in circles yeah, here, are, Grandma. If,
1: if you don't do anything for anybody, only yourself, how can you make yourself happy, really? Oh, you can't. This is
0: getting very philosophical.
1: Yeah, you can't. Oh, God. You need to get feedback that gives you the happiness. I should
0: call you Jackie Freud. Well, there you are. <laughs> what to eat in this situation? What to eat... In this situation, I'd say anything that makes you happy, eat things that you want to eat. Don't think about dieting at this point.
1: I think it's going to be a case of having food, getting food. I mean, let's be honest about it. Pasta is going to be a gourmet dish. Yeah, well, it
0: already was. For us university students, pasta is always a gourmet dish.
1: No, but pasta's disappeared off the face of the earth, I would say. It's very difficult not to come aid, but I think it's a time of survival and oh god we'll get it's to the, the hunger games you know when when we're eating dried up rotten carrots and well, that's a bit tough, but
0: great, you've gotta do what you gotta do,
1: yeah, we'll get back
0: so. The next one, Keris says, "This is not a dilemma, but please tell Jackie I said hi." Oh,
1: <laughs> hello, Keris. Lovely, <laughs> lovely to hear from you. Yes, I yes. hope you keep him well, love.
0: Yes, hi, Keris. The next one: How to stay positive during quarantine?
1: Well, I tell you what I would think: is to look for something on the internet or a book or something you've never done before. Yeah. Look for a challenge that you've never had the opportunity to do. You know, the things you've been putting off oh, I've always said I'd write a book. Well bloody hell I might do it this time. Yeah. Um
0: We'd all love to read your book, I'm sure it'd be very interesting. <laughs> I
1: think I think that it, look for a challenge. You know, even if it's doing a word puzzle every day, do something you haven't done before. And then you'll get some satisfaction. And if you don't get some little satisfaction every day, you'll get down. So get a little bit of satisfaction every day.
0: Well, I could not have put it any better than that. So oh, there we go. You. Moving on. You've got to listen carefully to this one. It's a bit long. People on my course do not accept Kanye is the greatest artist of all time. How do I prove them wrong? Kanye is an American rapper who's married to Kim Kardashian. Do you know the Kardashians? Yes, I know. Yeah. I couldn't really care less about them, to be honest with you.
1: I I think music is subjective. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You cannot... Actually, Grandma, all art
0: is subjective. Yes. Oh, it's wow. All,
1: if we all liked exactly the same music, exactly the same art... What would life be? Boring. It would be the same as the monkeys. We have to be <laughs> able to differentiate. That's what my Excuse me? Monkeys have personalities. I, and I will tell you something. I will tell you something. As you go through different stages of your life, there will be music that mm. will bring the strongest memories yeah. to you and we'll never forget. And you, music that you're listening to now, you'll think, oh, my God, you've moved on, you've grown. But certain music, I mean, can bring me to tears. When, I, when my mother died, my dad took me to see Carousel. And the song there, of course, is one you all know when you walk through a storm. You'll never walk alone. Never walk alone, exactly. If I hear that song... It never fails to generate that memory oh, yeah. of the loss of my mother. That's sad. And the time with my dad taking us to see that film to try to cheer us up. He didn't know that song was in it. Oh, God. And he didn't know that song would go on to be the football song. But, you know, I, was, I suggest that you be a little bit more understanding about people's taste yeah. and respect <laughs> it.
0: Yes, I mean, we've had many a debate on art haven't we? Oh,
1: my God. There's,
0: there's, there's this... <laughs> there's a painting. The the name escapes me, but I absolutely loved it. I sent it to Grandma. I said, Grandma, I'm taking myself to Paris. The, the painting's in the gallery. I'm going to go look at it. It's the most beautiful, amazing thing I've ever seen in my life. And she thought it was ugly, and I was very hurt by her opinion.
1: That's not quite what I said. I said that those elongated features were done... Centuries ago, in medieval pictures,
0: and yeah,
1: that yeah. doesn't mean I don't no, think no, it's a beautiful what painting. What I'm saying is, what you're seeing is new is not new. Personally, I like I like a photograph or a picture that represents reality. If I'm honest, well, I can't deal with abstract. The problem is, it's your perspective of
0: reality. People perceive reality in different ways, and. I like the German expressionist movement, the avant-garde, and that's my opinion.
1: And there we go. I like things that look like things that I can <laughs> identify with. A dog that looks like a dog, not with its ear and its leg up here. I can't, I can't do it. Well, that's that's that's, that's our opinions and our Absolutely. and our thoughts. There
0: Absolutely. we go. And we respect each other, don't we, grandma? Yep. yep. The next one, how can I be as iconic as you? <laughs> well, <laughs> I think we should all be iconic in our own ways, you know. I think this person that's written in, I already think you're an icon, so there's nothing to worry about.
1: I think you've got to, first of all, respect yourself. Oh, yeah. You've got to have confidence in yourself. If you don't have your confidence in what you can achieve, then you will never succeed. You've got to believe in you. That is a fundamental quality. Because...
0: If you don't believe in yourself, no-one else is going to believe in you.
1: I've had the most amazing friends over the years who have suffered terrible depressions and it's all basically come down to lack of self-belief, lack of confidence in themselves. And, you know, it's a hell of a job trying to give that to somebody. Mm. And that's why I say to you, um, if you can achieve one little thing... A day that makes you feel good. If even if she's she tidying out your bedside drawer or <laughs> sorting your knicker drawer, if you can do one single thing, think to yourself, I did that today, that is what you need. Exactly. Exactly. Now, the last one.
0: How, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Grandma, please don't tell me you've not enjoyed speaking with me. How do you cope with not being able to go out and hug all your friends during the lockdown? Well, I'd say when all this is blown over, you go and hug your friends like you've never hugged them before.
1: I think it's very hard physically to hug our family and friends just now. But, you know, you can give a hug in a message. Mm. I regularly say to people, big hug, Jackie, and I mean it. You can give a hug in a message, you can give a hug in sending somebody a song. We don't have to have the physical just now. What we've got, we've got to reach out in some way yeah. to somebody. I suggested to Lucy today that we've got friends in Greece. They've been locked up two weeks already. And when I say locked up, I mean they cannot go out, not even for a walk, nothing, the dog, nothing, only for food. Um, And they're obviously feeling it. And I said to her, why don't we do a silly video round our house, you know, your dad chopping up the cabbage for tea, me planting me potatoes, anything silly, and send it to them because that is sending them a hug. Yeah.
0: That's lovely. And we're going to do that after this. We're going to take a video and yes. send it and send our love virtually.
1: Yeah, I think it's, I think it's anything like that to send to people. To, just a message or just a um, hello. Yeah. How are you doing? Just to let them know you're thinking exactly. about it them. Exactly. do not have to be physical. Yeah. In fact, to be honest with you, at the moment, mental is more important than anything. We've all got to stay mentally strong because that's, we'll get to everybody we're all going to be crawling up the wall we mustn't do it one new thing a day one little success a day do it And that is a national broadcast from Jackie (laughs)
0: Appleby. One new thing a day and you'll be absolutely fine. So there we go. I've had a lovely chat with you today, Grandma. It's been very nice to um, listen to what it was like to be 20. My
1: broad Yorkshire
0: accent. Everyone loves a Yorkshire accent. Anyway, it's a warming sound, apparently. There's
1: nothing like a Yorkshire accent. A cup of Yorkshire tea. And soaking your feet in a bowl. Ooh,
0: lovely! That's Grandma's top three <laughs> pleasures in life right now. Well, thank you for for being such a wonderful guest. Say goodbye. Thank you for having me. Bye-bye, <laughs> bye bye, everybody. Bye.